Welcome everyone to a special bonus episode of Not All Podcasts Wear Capes. What's up, T? Hey, Spider-Man, what's going on? Uh, nothing good. Nothing good right now. I don't know if you heard, but uh, Spider-Man's being pulled from the MCU. Yep, we're here. Uh, news has been breaking for the past 48 hours, um, and it's not good. Yeah, well, longer than that, really, right? This started... Really? Wednesday, well, it's Sunday morning, right? We're recording Sunday, Sunday morning. morning. I think this happened on Wednesday? It was on Wednesday or it was on Friday? I thought it was Friday. No, it was before that. It was before that, yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh... For the past few days. Yeah, so, so, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home has become Sony's biggest hit in the history of their movies, making over a billion dollars. The largest single yeah. money-making movie in Sony history. So now, that gives them a little, uh, renegotiation room, I guess, for Spider-Man and, and uh, his involvement in upcoming MCU projects. And, uh... Apparently, Sony and, and Disney can't come to terms. It's a classic case of uh, two corporate uh, entities being greedy over money. Now, and the fans are the ones who are suffering. Basically, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I agree. So, I guess the the core of the problem is that uh, I guess Sony backed the money to make the Spider Man films, and then Marvel. Um, had creative control. Creative, uh, producing I, I producing control. control. They, they produced it. Producing, yeah, they produced yeah. it. And Right. And then they got a small share of the profits. I think it's 5%. And, fir- and they, they called it first day profit. So the first day profit is, you know, I mean, first day money or first day dollar or something like that. I, something yeah. along those and, lines, And what yeah. it is, it's not profit at the end. It's like kind of like an opening weekend or an opening day um Kind of money, so they get specifically that much money in the opening weekend, and of course, the opening weekend for these kind of films are the largest, uh, where all the money comes in, really. And they would get first day right. profit of that, and that was it. Now, also, what Marvel gets, and this is really important in this deal, is Marvel get, has all merchandising rights to everything. So, if there is a frisbee with Spider Man's face on it, or an action figure, or anything. That's all Marvel. Now that's important because Spider Man is the single biggest selling, he's the most popular char- comic book character on the planet in in terms of a, a, a number of uh, by a number of mer- uh, metrics, but right. in terms of merchandising, he not only does he like beat Batman, not only does he beat Superman, he beats all of DC put together. Just Spider-Man. Without the rest of the Marvel Universe or any other Marvel character, Spider-Man makes more money in merchandising. I like Spider-Man, but I was never one of those, um, like, Spider-Man is my guy. And I and I know a lot of people who, it's Spider-Man top to bottom because, you know, they identify with him, right? He was a high school kid. When For, he, that, that's me. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, you look. Spider-Man, Spider-Man and Daredevil, those are my guys. Yeah, you... You, you know, and then... I mean, I, I grew up, you know, in the, in the 90s when the Spider-Man cartoon was on Channel 5. I remember that. And, uh, you know, the, the X-Men animated series really got me into the X-Men stuff. That uh, So so Spider-Man, you know, he's kind of always been been my, my favorite. I, I, uh, I started really with Spider-Man was that old 60s cartoon because they played it. And then in the, eight, in the uh, 70s, they came out with um, 
Spider-Man and Amazing, Amazing Friends, Friends, right? With Iceman from the X-Men. Yeah, I remember Starfire. that too. That was really my my. Um, and then uh, I started reading my brother's comics there in the uh, the you know late seventies, early eighties. Um, so um, I, I was there. So I I mean I I liked the New Mutants better. But anyway, so Spider-Man he makes that kind of money um, for Marvel, and then it was this weird thing where Sony goes. No, it's a. It comes out with a press release saying, "No, it's a problem with producer credit or producer," and that was really weird. Yeah, and it's kind of vague. So, the the rumor is that Disney asked for a fifty fifty split going forward. So it's unclear if that means Disney finances half the movie, and then they get half the profits, which I think is what it comes down to being. But I mean, I think no, there's no other way to read that. You know what I mean? If it's 50-50. I, th- I know, think that's no, what no. it is, right? And then along with that, Disney also offered to finance other Spider-Man-related films. So like the Morbius movie that's coming out, I, I would think Venom 2 would be one of those. Basically, Spider-Man isn't on his own uh, with Sony. It's a whole slew of characters Um that come along with that, right. you know, your Green Goblin, Norman Osborn and Sandman and Electro and the, those kind of things. So Disney was was open to, I guess, really expanding their universe, right. kind of an MCU adjacent kind of thing, almost almost like what the, the Netflix series was. And apparently Sony said a hard no to that because why should they share the profits? They're going to make they, they believe that they're going to make the money on its own. I mean, they're coming off. Into the Spider-Verse, which was huge. Which I think was the top three Spider-Man mil- films of all time. That was oh, a yeah, ra- no, raging, no question, raging no success. Raging success. Better, yeah. better than... better. Um, uh, Into the Multiverse was better than Far From Home. And Far From Home was a very good movie. Yeah, right. I, I agree. Um, and then Venom also made a whole lot of money for them, too. So Which by all accounts, I mean, I heard it was just awful and people like kind of hate watch it. The only people who like it are the ones that watch it, ironically. Yeah, I, I, I didn't go to the movies to see it. I, I waited for DVD and I rented it. And uh, yeah, I, I was not a big fan. I mean, the casting um, is good. That's a great actor. I I, I mean, Tom Hardy was, was great in it, um, but he's, he's a great actor. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you give a great actor crap and he's going to give a good performance. But the yeah. film itself was not that. So great. here, here I think this is this. I'm going to be very specific here. So Sony comes back with a response. It was an official release saying it was a problem about producer credit. And then there's a few things going back and forth. And I think it all comes down to the idea of Kevin Feige because he to be able to get him to be on those Spider Man. I think Disney's position was, listen, we have the Eternals and we have all this Disney Plus material coming out. Our normal slate of movies plus an intense, um, and a really intense amount of uh, movies on Disney Plus coming out. Uh, this fall is going to be the biggest, the biggest quarter for Disney, maybe in its history, because you and I are getting Disney Plus. And the idea is Kevin Feige is overseeing it all. How many movies? There's like five movies in the running. Six, six or seven announced already on Disney Plus. And we'll get into that. 
he, when you're saying movies, they're actually series. They're like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it seems to be reported they're like six episodes. I, I meant how long they are right. is is up for debate. No, no one really knows. I mean, I'm assuming they're going to be probably 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, 45 minutes to an hour to eight episodes or something like that. I hope they don't go too long. Now, that is a lot of stuff to be in charge of, and Sony wanted Kevin Feige to be the person to come into continue to oversee. Spider-Man. And then I think what happened was, and this is like you know, rumor reporting. It's I think it's more than speculation because um, speculation is like, you know, just pulling stuff out of the air. This could be like, you know, the telephone game kind of problem where as stories right. are told, they change a little bit. So there is a kernel of truth in all these things is that 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 one of Sony's things was that Kevin Feige has to be at the the controls of the the Spider-Man films. And they were like, listen, we have all this stuff coming out and uh, he's in charge of that. He can't be that much in charge. If you want him to be in charge that much, you have to, you fifty fifty split. Nobody's working for right, free. Right, right. No, Kevin Nobody Feige's not working for free. That's what it comes down to. Free, right. Right. And, and I think that is in terms of court and, and I agree. Uh, and I'll get into it. Um, in terms of, I think that is the core problem going on. And Sony is emboldened by the success of Into the Spider-Verse. They're emboldened by the success of this Tom Holland, which they're supposed to be able to keep him for two more um, two more films. Um, Tom Holland right. doesn't go away. That that version of Spider-Man will go. It's just going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be all the MCU references or anything is just going to be erased away. I mean, I guess there's going to be no Stark Tech glasses or anything like that, you know? Right. right. I, I mean, technically, right, you could make a movie that doesn't reference the MCU, um, you know, and kind of bring him back later and start referencing it again if it's if it's done creatively kind of like like the original blade movies like who's to say those can't be mcu right right, right. there's just no references to other wesley snipes else, hands but, off the sword too uh <laughs> yeah right there, there's no there's no real reason that that they couldn't be right but and i'm not one of those I'm guys i'm not one of those guys who's like where were the eternals during all this where was this how could this happen it, it, that, i mean have you ever read comic books? You know, like one time they're teaming up and Spider-Man's and another time a, a Marvel hero is just, you know, New York is being burned to the ground and they have to fight them themselves. It's, you know, who's there is at the speed of plot. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do with anything. Right. So, so you're going to get why, you know, you're always going to get why wasn't this person there? And that's not a real problem. I think that if they, they dip out and then they dip back in. And again, and again, these negotiations aren't over. Anything could happen. Yeah, that's the other thing. You, you want to you know my, my conspiracy theory on this? Yes. So, uh, we got our Comic-Con announcement, right? Like we said, there's there seven films. And you and I have said this. There was no, quote-unquote, heavy hitter announcement, right? Like, there was no Spider-Man, right. no Black Panther, no... The heavy hitter Captain was Captain Marvel, I guess. Right. You know. yeah. right, Thor was your heavy hitter. And I, I was thinking about this yesterday. Ironically, out of the original Avengers, he's the first one to get the fourth movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over Cap and Iron Man, you know? Right, right. Uh, anyway, so I'm wondering, because that timeline is so tight of those movies, that's the next two years, 
right? They haven't gone really past that yet. I'm wondering if Sony wanted to fast track a Spider-Man movie because of the success from Far From Home and they knew the hit that they had and keep the momentum going with Venom and everything else. And it just didn't fit in Disney's timeline because Disney has to concentrate on all these other movies that they're currently building. So if Disney, I mean, uh, Sony, maybe they don't want to wait around for Disney because it's been five years in a row there's been Spider-Man in a movie, right? You had Civil War. Right. You had Homecoming, Infinity War, Endgame, and then Fi- Far From Home. It's Spider-Man every year. Yeah, so so that, I, actually that's four years in a row, right? Because it, it was two movies this year. So f- essentially four years that's in a row. That's a lot of Spider-Man. You, you're, right. Now, next year, obviously you're going to do, I guess, Venom 2. But the following year is probably when they would want to release their next spider-man movie and it just doesn't fit in marvel's timeline in terms of what they can produce so i'm thinking sony's like you know what we don't want to wait for you we're gonna do it our way that's what i think and it's and it it, and i think it's a mistake and it's weird because i always heard about the sony marvel deal as always being somewhat tenuous and it had it it had a ticking time bomb like it only is this long this deal is only going on for so long and you know, uh, people are saying, oh, look, they're selling Avengers, you know, Avengers Tower. Who's it going to be? And everybody's like, oh, it's going to be Osborne. It's going to be Oscorp building. And I'm like, I don't know. It's a tenuous deal. And then it was again. And oh, it's the it's, Baxter it's gonna be. It's going to be and the then, Baxter and building. Th- but, but, and I'm like, listen, Spider-Man might not be in the Marvel Universe for a long time. And then I watch Far From Home. And he's given the tar- Star Trek class and goes, you're the next Iron Man. You're and it was really that movie was saying that Peter was going to... Spider-Man's here to stay. Spider-Man is here to stay and he is going to be like, in, like your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man in control of a, a, a network of hundreds of satellites in orbit that could send robotic armies to... You know, I mean... And I was like, I guess, yeah. Like it feels like there, it the, the deal is solid. And then I was like, okay, you know, I thought it was going to be a fantastic, uh, a fantastic four movie all the way up to Far From Home. And then I'm like, yeah, they're going to do Oscorp. They 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 they've secured the deal. And then I was like, all right, Spider Man's around. And then boom. And again, it all comes down to the movies are going to matter less and less i read and i said this before in a previous uh, podcast the money is now to be made in subscription streaming because it's not that marvel gets me to go there and spend 15 dollars a ticket three times a year what they want from me is um 13 what is how much is disney plus there's uh there's been reports i think it's going to be Eleven ninety nine a month, but but you but get I, but you get I, the I whole thing with the ESPN and Hulu because my wife and I right, watch Bob's there's Burgers, a, there's a bunch so we're gonna get Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. So yeah. it's like fifteen bucks, right? Um, so they're gonna get that. Yeah. So think about that. But I, I think they they even offer I think a year up front. I think seventy bucks is what I read the, at yeah. one point. So yeah, they'll probably have deals so, and things like that. But in the end, yeah. it's going to be instead of getting me three times a year. I'm spending that same amount of money 12 times a year, right? I guess in the right. you know, Star Wars movies and all this other stuff. And of course, I'm good. 
Well, every month there will be something. Like, they announced the end game is going to be on the platform in December. I saw that yesterday, okay, too. So, and, 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 so. and listen, silly podcast, we talk about people in capes, and we avoid political things all the time. Um, but, and, and what you pretty much verbalized in the beginning of the, the podcast is this is essentially... Uh, a problem of the corporatization of, of media in our culture. And this is just, this is a symptom of that kind of thing. Of course, everybody in Marvel should be together, right? It's Marvel. Yeah. So so here, wait, may, maybe people are confused actually why that's not the case. So right. in the early, what was it? I guess 90s, right? Yeah. Marvel's 90s. going bankrupt. Basically, flashback Marvel's 1990s. Flashback 1990s. Yeah. Marvel's going bankrupt. Everything looks terrible. They 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 would overprint all these crappy comic books uh, drawn by um, what's it? What's his? Uh, what's that artist? Anyway, I won't slam him. Oh, Todd McFarlane. No, not Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane was good, oh. but everybody tried to be Todd McFarlane. Who's the one that made X Force there? Uh, Oh, uh, Rob right. Liefeld. <laughs> Everything, Rob Liefeld. Create, created Deadpool, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, um, and, every, and, they, and they printed, they just printed more and more stuff, and then there was a big crash, and Marvel's about to go out of business. Right, and what they did was sell off their characters' film rights. So that's how you get Sony owning Spider-Man, um, which ironically, they offered Sony everything, and Sony said, no, nah, we just want Spider-Man. So... Uh, so, so that's yeah, kind of, I guess, good in a way, right? But um, it was, you it know, was X Men first. All those... It was Twentieth Century Fox and X Men. They got that, and the real kind of like that's the a... new range of superhero films really came from the success of that first X Men film. Right. Yeah. Right. That that was the one that kicked it off. Um, essentially, in, in the what was it two thousand? I think was X Men. And they sold off um, all their best properties to for for right. movie rights. Right, so the Fantastic Four ends up in Fox, X-Men's over at Fox. Um, I mean, those are your two main ones, but then, like, Ghost Rider was somewhere else, Blade was somewhere else, um, Daredevil. Yeah. Spider-Man, we Hulk, said, Hulk and Namor, uh, like, Namor, new, new, new Namor Universal. And yeah. And, and there, there was some kind of deal where, basically, you have to have something in production. Um, every four years. I know that years, was for Fantastic two, Four, they had to put out a movie every four years or they would lose the rights. Every four years, right. So so that's why a lot of these films are, are not that great because they, they basically rushed out because they knew they were going to make money and then they get to retain the rights for right. that. But then slowly, uh, Daredevil was a failure in, in terms of, um, I guess, the box right, office. Right. So they never came out with a sequel. Those rights reserve, uh, reverted back to Marvel. And that's why Marvel did this. And Netflix. at that point, Marvel then, said, listen, you guys could keep Daredevil. We'll let you keep Daredevil. Give us Galactus and Silver Surfer. Little tidbit there. And, right. Yeah, right. Fox yeah, said yeah. no. Fox said, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. Fox said no. You did take back Daredevil. Which, in hindsight, was probably the best thing because I think Daredevil uh, is the best show that they've done and one of the best iterations of any of the comic book stuff that Marvel has put out. Um, as a whole, and now they got Silver Surfer and Fantastic Four and Galactus and everybody else anyway. So, uh, win win. Right. So, so they they were they you know they they sold everything when I mean Marvel. So what 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 it comes down to is this idea about um, these corporations, right? And 
no matter what there, the, the corporate mentality of, of what's going on in the front, they're only beholden to their shareholders. And another story that broke at the very same time that the Spider-Man deal was going through was that Marvel was putting out a huge book about the history of the Marvel universe. And they had, they reached out to Art Spiegelman, who was a, um, a comic, who is a comic book creator who, 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 who made the comic book Mouse, which is one of the greatest comic books of all time. It's about, he, he tells a story about his father, him talking to his father about surviving the Holocaust. And it's done in this kind of sketchy style. And the mice, the, the Jewish people are represented as mice, and then the Nazis are represented as cats. And it won a Pulitzer Prize. I right. recommend anybody out there to go and watch this. And it's very complicated, you know. It's a very complicated story. And his father telling this story. And, you know, it really does. It, the, the beauty of it, I think, really comes into the idea that he doesn't glorify his father. His father says some kind of, uh, if I remember correctly, he's a complicated character. There's some kind of racist comment, comments from his father. And it's kind of like this kind of thing. How could he do that? Not knowing what he experienced, um, if I remember correctly. And it's just, just, it was an amazing thing. And, and, you know, and he wrote in this forward to this, he wrote something about, you know, we're facing Nazism now, Red Skull, Orange Skull. And there it goes, right, right there. Marvel says, stop, we're not, you, we're not going to, you know, you have to take that Orange Skull, um, comment out and that's referencing the current if you can figure it out it's referencing the current administration in the united states um and so so art spiegelman said no listen you know what just i don't want to write the forward if you're going to censor me with that kind of thing it was just kind of weird because there's a comic in marvel right now where the president is represented as modok in an alternate universe and there's been very specific things like that and so Art Spiegelman, and I, I encourage and we'll put it in the show notes, a uh, link to the article that he wrote, the forward that he wrote that was published by The Guardian. And it's really beautiful. And it's talking about, uh, it's talking about superheroes, which essentially um, was a reaction of, of, of refugees from World War II coming to, Jewish refugees coming from World War II, coming to the United States in New York City, and then creating this mythology where there, there, there's these heroes that can fight back against totalitarianism, against fascism, against Nazism. Um, and that was it, right? Cap's there, punching Nazis. Superman was there, fighting, fighting in World War II, fighting this kind of thing. And then and I'm sitting there, I'm going, why weren't there Nazis in Captain America, the first Avenger? In the beginning, I was like, all right, I'm going to ignore that. You know, that's fine. You know, it's for kids. It's whatever. You know, Hydra's essentially the Nazis. But they didn't put it in there, you know. Um, uh, and, and, and that and, – and when you go down, there's – there you, you look at these corporations. And I'm not slamming essentially Divsony. I like, I, I like Kevin Feige. I mean, I don't like him. I don't know him. But everything he's done, I like his work. What he's doing is awesome. Uh, he's here from uh, – I think he grew up in West Orange, not so far from here. So 
Now, there's terrible, there's terrible people in all these corporations, and, things. and the, the real, the real problem, I think, the essential problem going through the Marvel Cinematic Universe the entire time has been Ike Perlmutter. I'm not going to get into him. He is like the worst person, um, and you can look up on the internet about that. I mean, he's the essentially the person that made it so that there were no Black Widow toys on the shelves because his opinion was that just the you know. Um, superhero women don't sell uh, right. uh, uh, toys or anything like that. So there wasn't that kind of representation. And you see that there was that point where there was a power struggle between Kevin Feige and Ike Perlmutter. And Kevin Feige, one, was control of the, um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But Ike Perlmutter retained control of merchandising. And Ike Perlmutter retained control of the... Uh, the television series, the, the TV, TV series. So that's why there's that kind yeah, of schism. Be- the Inhumans. Right. Because the Inhumans. That, that's why the Inhumans. Right. The Inhumans were going to be a movie, but then um, they got Spidey, so Inhumans got kicked, and then like Perlmutter was like, let's make a super cheap kind of thing. It was like they wasted money on that because it was so bad. I mean, it was unwa- It was really yeah. unwatchable. It was really unwatchable. Um, yeah, which is unfortunate because the- I really like the cast of that. They had some really solid actors in there, but... The material they were given wasn't great. I mean, Ram Ramsey Bolton as Maximus. How do you go wrong with that? And and you know this uh, Ike Perlmutter has spent a lot of money um, in political campaigns, and uh, um, uh, you can imagine to whom. And uh, which I'm trying to avoid and not get into. And listen, we're doing this thing, silly podcast about superheroes. It's a lot of fun. It's this kind of thing. There's there's great art out there, and this stuff isn't it. Um, and, uh, but this stuff matters too. Um, this stuff matters about like what it is our culture, right? And there has to be these kind, this kind of content under there. And they we're making, they're making corporate decisions based on that, right? Why wasn't, why wasn't the old one Tibetan? Because they had to sell tickets. That's the, old, the, the ancient, the ancient What one. did I say? The okay. old one. You mean the, the, the ancient one from uh, Doctor Strange? Right. The ancient one from Doctor Strange, right? Why wasn't he Tibetan? Doctor Strange went to Tibet. Why was he recast with Tilda Swinton? Um, it was because Doctor Strange would not be released in China if there was a Tibetan character. That had an effect, right? These things actually do have effects in, in, in what we're watching. Uh, and I'm going really political right now, and, and this podcast really isn't about that. But I want just everybody to be conscious and pay attention to those kind of things and how it affects this kind of storytelling. And it's and it's all it's all over the place in in these in, within Marvel in the conflicts within Marvel Studios, the conflicts with Disney between Sony and even like Sony might lose Spider Man, right? That's another potential rumor. So Apple is. Uh coming up with their own streaming service but the the scuttlebutt is that they don't have the the catalog to launch and disney has their own streaming service uh warner brothers coming out with their own streaming service so the only like large studio left with a catalog is sony so the rumor is that apple is going to purchase sony um for the rights to their catlog and through that, somehow I don't I don't know the ins and outs. I'm not a lawyer. I don't play one on TV either. Um, but yeah, th- through that, um, Spider-Man rights could potentially wind up back at Marvel anyway. 
Um, right. That, that's just right. the rumor, and and I don't know, you know, if that's going to happen. So what else does Sony have? What do they have? Men in Black. They have Ghostbusters. What else do they have? Yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't even know. Um, yeah, Men in Black is definitely one. Yeah. Ghostbusters, I, I think, like you just said. Yeah. Um, Spider Man and and all his characters, but aside from that, well, but if, but if you know, what, yeah, if they lose that, then, right, right. But aside from that, what else? Like, I don't think Fast and Furious, you know, is a Sony property. Okay, so I guess we've spent a we'll, we'll we spent a long time on this uh, uh, Spider Man fiasco. Um, what was it? Uh, Spider Man No More MCU. What was the? Uh, so, well, there's a famous uh, famous storyline about Spider Man. It's called Spider Man No right, More, right. and uh, Spider Man No More MCU is basically <laughs> what, what's yeah, happening. Right. So, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully, uh, Spidey can stay in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Tom Holland is doing a, a great job with it, and we hope they, it works out. You know, for people yeah. and fans and. Right, because the only people that, that are going to suffer here are the fans. Disney's right. going to be fine. Uh, Sony's going to be fine. We're right. eventually going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, D23 happened Friday and Saturday this week, and we got some interesting Marvel properties that, that were announced. And uh, if you go back to our top ten list in the first episode, it seems like Month by month, they're knocking out our, our list of, of, of wishes and dreams because we got about, I guess, five or six that, that have been announced. Including... Right now on on Discord, I'm doing that raising the T- roof. He's raising the roof. <laughs> he's he's going to hit the ceiling in a second. Yeah, I mean, did I, say, did I, did I or didn't I now say She-Hulk, She-Hulk, She-Hulk? Every single time I tried to find in, go and slip in She-Hulk in there, it was there. And the, the interesting thing is... I think one of the reasons why okay I'm sorry She-Hulk is going to get her own uh, right that, that's there, there were three there were three properties announced so I guess we can go one by right. one so the first yeah, one, one but let's start with She-Hulk She-Hulk go ahead She-Hulk did the breaking the fourth wall in her comic book way before Deadpool so looking into my crystal ball what they're going to do is they're going to do a little bit of that Deadpool kind of stuff in uh, She-Hulk. They're going to do, it's going to be, um, you know, Court a, little bit Allie Mc, a little bit of Allie McBeal, yep. right? A little bit Deadpool, a little bit kind of thing. My, the interest I have is how I, I just don't think it's going to work if you have a woman with green face paint. I just don't, I don't see... I don't see how you can do She-Hulk not CGI. And do they have the budget to do... Because she never turns back to Jennifer Walters. Jennifer Walters, that's yeah, her alter yep. ego, right? Um, uh, she never turns back to Jennifer Walters. She's like, why would I be Jennifer Walters when I can be She-Hulk all the time? Right. So she's essentially Professor Hulk, right? Where she she can control her emotions. She... uh yeah. She knows what's going on. She's not the the green monster that you you see in like Avengers. Bruce Banner's cousin got right. her powers right. from a blood transfusion. Yeah. So so here here's the question. Um, does Mark Ruffalo show up in the series? Yes, he, he has to, right? 
Of course. Yeah, I mean, definitely. So everything that they announced. Hopefully not the first episode. I hope it like happens like somewhere like halfway through to give it like a, you know, a little boost, you know, during like the episode five lull that shows have, right? I I wonder though, if it's going to be like a full blown origin story, if you almost have to have him in the first episode to show her getting her powers. I think that, you know what? I don't think anybody's planning on any. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess, right. Luke Cage, you didn't get him. Getting his powers to like episode nine or ten of his series. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess it's possible. Um, like I was saying, when she goes into the Avengers movies, you know that she could. She just pops in and goes, "Hey, I'm She-Hulk. I'm hey, I'm Je- hi, I'm Jennifer. I'm Bruce's cousin. Bruce's cousin. Yeah, it was a blood transfusion. Boom. Origin story. That's it. And a couple of throwaway lines. Yeah, you could do it that way for sure. And, right. I, and I, I think they're they're actually. I don't know if it's going to be Avengers. I think it might be like an A Force, which is the all female Avengers team. Right, right. You know, because they're they're starting to see a lot of female characters now. Um, so yeah, She Hulk, she, she's coming. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. I think that's a really, really uh, a great choice. I'm just looking to see if they're going to go CGI or they're going to do some other technique to show her She Hulk. Yeah. So, so these properties were just announced. There's no release dates attached to them, so we don't know how far in advance they're they're going to be. They're going to be coming up. Um, all right. So the next one is Moon Knight. Moon Knight. You're getting Moon Knight. You're getting Moon Knight. And I think they're making the right decision. I don't think a Moon Knight film would have flew. I think that Moon Knight is go- is very much in the vein of the tone of like the Daredevil, Daredevil for sure. Netflix yeah. shows, you know, and they really should go for that. Um I mean, I'm not a big fan of Moon Knight. I never read his comic book. He was just always guest starring. So he's not my number. But I mean, so, like the, that original costume was terrible, but they've been doing things with like mixing that white with the black, which was interesting. And then sometimes they put him in a suit. So I think they could do a real, uh, really good street level uh, hero thing. And I, I'd, be, I'd be very interested in watching it. Yeah, so, I mean, Moon Knight, he's, his name is Mark Spector, and he's got multiple personality disorder, is, is essentially what he... Think crazy Batman, or... Well, Batman is crazy, so a crazier version of crazy Batman. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I read a small run um, of the more recent where he was uh, tied to, like, Egyptian gods and, and in an insane asylum, and it was kind of, like, vague of what was real and what wasn't real, so I'm, I'm wondering... What, what route they're going to go. But I think it's going to be similar to, like you said, the, the Daredevil um, Marvel uh, Netflix series for sure. And, and there are a lot of people who are fans of Moon Knight, but there's not that many people. So they can really kind of shape him however they, however they would like in the show to kind of... And I think that idea about like looking into his psychology, I think is the real, should be the core, the real kind of thing that they... That, that, course that they go through and i hope they keep moon knight very much more um that marvel netflix flavor a little bit grittier a little bit dark yeah i agree so the last series that we're going to talk about is actually the first one that they announced and we mentioned this before it's uh miss marvel kamala khan jersey city in the house jersey city absolutely absolutely uh uh wow i am so i'm really excited about this one um and Kamala Khan, uh, Ms. Marvel, she took the moniker of Ms. Marvel after Carol Danvers took the moniker of Captain Marvel. Um, Kamala Khan is from Jersey City. It's Marvel's first 
uh, Muslim-American character to headline their own comic book, which is awesome. Yeah, definitely for the, the, the diversity that they're trying to bring to the table here. And uh, they're doing a great job. So uh, this is the only series that actually has a showrunner slash writer uh, attached to it. And her name is Bisha K. Ali. And she did the Four Weddings and a Funeral TV show. I, I never watched it. Um, but I also saw she has a credit on a Netflix original show, uh, Sex Education, which I, I is a pretty good show. Um, yeah. Not for kids, obviously. But it's uh, <laughs> it's worth checking out. Um, you know, a streaming gem, if you will. I, I really enjoyed that one. And, but um, and and good and yeah, the people behind the camera instead of in front of the camera are just as important, if not more important, in terms of the diversity. Right? We have not only um, uh, Muslim actors and producers and directors, but that they are women as well, and it really kind of brings to the table um, and, uh, this kind of quality and and widens the audience so that more people can come and, and be part of uh, the MCU. Right. Absolutely, 100%. Um, and, and her initial run on the comic book, and, and we've discussed about whether that we could do a segment, and I think we should before it's released, um, a segment yeah, where we, uh, read we can go back and read the, original. the initial comic books. Yeah. Original comic books and talk about it and discuss it. And really take a look because it's it's really critically acclaimed. It was it was a lot of uh, podcasts from NPR, NPR, and NPR podcasts cover that character, and uh, it's really exciting. Again, though, and here's the difficult difficulty I see. Same thing with She Hulk is Camilla Khan's powers are need some crazy special effects. Yeah, she's essentially Mister Fantastic. Reed Richards, same stretching and, and right. yeah, is it, that kind of thing. Is it stretching or is it also size that she have? What's her powers? Yeah, well, she can basically like warp her body. And I I, th- I believe she could shapeshift too, if I remember correctly. I thought I, I had read that somewhere. Um, that's, that's also one of her powers. I don't remember that being in the comics. But yeah, she could change her shape almost like, um, yeah, essentially Reed Richards. If she wanted to make a hammer. I'd Looking break. up online, she yeah. has shapeshifting. Okay. And a healing factor. She has shape-shifting and a healing factor. Right. Well, I mean, she is an inhuman after all, right? Oh, right. And um, the funny thing is that, right, she's an inhuman. I believe they would have made her a mutant if 20th Century Fox at the time did not own the rights to the X-Men. Because what happened in that contract is any time Marvel Universe, in Marvel Comics, um, creates a character and they say, oh, that character is a mutant, 20th Century Fox immediately would get the film rights to it. So Marvel completely stopped um, any kind of say. The, the, the company policy in the comic books was no more new mutants. You have to use the, the, the other characters. And if you created another character, they, they turned her, they, her origin was named human. I would put a thousand dollars that if that if if oh one hundred percent Marvel yeah if she would have been she would have been a mutant she would have been a mutant and watch them retcon it <laughs> now right so. yeah right now they can do it yeah now they can do that I mean that's essentially why they stopped the Fantastic Four comic right they st- Fantastic Four went away for a while and didn't wasn't there a storyline in X Men uh, just in the past like six seven years about how 
there were no more mutants for a while, or they there was just only a handful of mutants left on Earth. They got poofed or something like that. Yeah, the, the Scarlet Scarlet Witch, I think, wiped them out. But it was some kind of, um, I, I think, alternate reality. Um, I, th- I think No More Mutants is actually the name of the, the storyline. Okay, so, and, and again, we see from our earlier discussion how corporate concerns affect storylines and things like that. Right. right. But, um, you, know, I'm, it, you know, and this is a kind of thing that the MCU is doing um, and Marvel Comics are making this show that's so important. Um, and it kind of softens the blow for me for all the Spider-Man news because you have, again, this young teacher, teenager and it's pretty much this kind of, um, you know, Spider-Man kind of situation that she's in. She's young. Uh, she has to worry about her family and, and the ideas about her family and, you know, coming from her culture and then being a superhero at the same time. Um, so this is an awesome choice. I think it's a no-brainer, and I think it's going to be great. Yeah, and, and the other interesting part with uh, Ms. Marvel, so when Marvel Comics relaunched their Avengers line, um, she was actually part of the team, along with the Miles Morales Spider-Man, which I don't see happening now. Um, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, uh, Sam Wilson as Captain America was, was on the team. Also, uh, Jane Foster's Thor. So a lot of these characters that you're seeing in the films now and on these TV shows, I think they're setting up as the next iteration of the Avengers that we're going to get on, on screen. Yeah, so it's a really great choice by Marvel, and I'm really looking forward to this uh, uh, this television show. And I think my wife is going to be really interested in it as well. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, for for sure. Okay, there's a couple more things here at, at D23 we're going to cover. Yeah, th- these are... These are two quick ones. Um, so Black Panther 2 has been announced. No-brainer. Yeah, no-brainer. No we knew it was coming. We thought they'd do it at Comic-Con. They actually just pushed it, I guess, to save for for this week uh, for D23. And um, the, the the biggest surprise here is the release date. It's May 6, 2022. Um, other than that, you know... Did they say this is uh, this is Phase 5? They, they didn't, didn't say Phase language. 5, I don't think. But essentially, it's, it's going to be, I, I would imagine. Um, obviously, Ryan Coogler's yeah. back. Chadwick Boseman's back. Any any word on the uh, the villain, the main villain? No, th- th- that's it. I I mean, I'm I'm hoping for Namor. Yeah, me, me, me too. Namor. Me too. That'd be great. That'd be uh, great. You know, th- that's basically it for for Black. Yeah, that's Man. a yeah. no brainer. Yeah. that's a no brainer. We knew that. Right. We knew that. But then the last bit, the Eternal. So two interesting two interesting things happened. Um, so on Friday it was reported that Kit Harrington is coming to the MCU. Right. For those of you, for those of you who don't know the name, that's Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. And then everybody's mind exploded and said, "He's gonna be Wolverine." Yeah, he's gonna be Wolverine. Uh, Moon Knight. We were talking about, is he gonna play Warlock? So we we joked that we should put a, or not joked. We we said, "Oh, let's put up a Twitter poll real quick." And before we even got around to doing it, they actually announced who he's gonna play. And he's taking the black again. T. He's taking the. <laughs> he's taking yeah. the black again. He's going to be the Black Knight. The Black Knight, yeah, Dane Whitman from uh, early Avenger stuff. Um, basically, he's a knight who rides a flying horse. That there's no easier way to describe him. Right, and and um, you're like a knight flying a, a horse. That's kind of weird for the Avengers, but. Um, it, the um, Valkyrie looked great in Avengers Endgame there at the end, flying uh, flying her uh, horse. Yep. Black Knight's history is, is convoluted like a lot of Marvel characters are. And he was in the Avengers, <clears throat> right? Um, 
when it was you know the thirteenth yep. or fourteenth Avenger that joined the team in nineteen sixty nine. Um, uh, but the Eternals movie that he will be in, right? The Eternals have been around now. What are they saying? Uh, Thirteen, thirty thousand years or something like that. What version? Because then there was earlier versions of the Black Knight, and it's this kind of you know King Arthurian uh, story behind, and there was black knights in the past and history um when will when will kit harrington be black knight will he just be like oh i'm a modern guy on a flying horse are they going to do some kind of oh he was in the past and it's flashbacks and then he come he was brought to the future by um some kind of means or is he a turn there are they retconning him so that the black knight is an eternal to begin with it's a, it's an interesting choice, I th- I think, but yeah, I, I think he's gonna look cool. He he'll be good, you know. Good, we know he can do it. We know he can do it. Uh, you know, eight seasons of Game of Thrones. Um, I don't feel bad for the actor uh, because he has a, an amazing career and uh, all kinds of money. He's doing really really well. Um, I feel a little bit bad for him for being typecasted. Um, well, he gets to join his brother Rob Stark in this also. Right, and so yeah, and it's like the entire cast of Game of yeah. Thrones is every every single person's in the and has played a Marvel character. Right, it's coming through to play a Marvel character at some point. Yeah. Uh, also, with the Eternals, though, they they actually showed the look of the characters, which um, was a, right. a little interesting. Um, very, uh, you can look up the image online. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not underwhelmed. Just well. I mean, to me, right? it looked like uh, the B team for uh, Aquaman. And his army, that, that was the, my immediate reaction. Was a lot of the costumes looked similar to what um, the characters wore in Iron uh, in Aquaman, right? Um, right, and they did this kind of streamlining of the Celestials that'll be in there in that poster, right? They're they're a little bit different than they were in Guardians of the Galaxy. Now in Guardians of the Galaxy, when you saw the Celestials, they had that Kirby kind of line and design, the Jack King Kirby design. And in Thor Ragnarok, they went full tilt um, Jack Kirby design, and it looked great. Those circles with jagged lines, like, connecting them, and just that kind of style. It seems, with the art that they're putting out so far, they're stepping away from it. They're making a little bit more sleeker design, a little more... um, weird sci-fi kind of thing with the celestials instead of like men in big to, armored suits to me suits, they, they right? looked similar to like the destroyer from thor like as a just a giant almost robotic instead of giant right. beings but i mean that's concept art right so there's a lot of times where you see concept art and then what you end up getting is totally different so until we see it until we see it in live action um you know i'll hold my reservations i mean i the first time we saw Heath Ledger as the Joker, I think people were kind of like, uh, I don't know. And then you see it in action, you're like, that's actually really good. Right. And then there's also the um, the Jared Leto Joker where you see that and you're like, eh, and then you see that and it was really bad. So <laughs> there's that too. <laughs> but no, that's cool. Black Black um, Black Knight coming in Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's going to be really cool. I'm really interested in why he's appearing in an Eternals movie. Yeah. And I, I, well, I think that about wraps it up, really. So that's um, that's pretty much D twenty three. Is there any other things we missed covering? What? I think we're good. I think we're good. Again, no Fantastic Four news, no X Men news, no Captain Marvel two. 
but I think they're saving it for Comic-Con next year. They have to be. There's a lot. And, and again, the, the big news that they gave out yeah. is again for Disney+. Plus. So really, you're going to see right. more and more the Marvel Cinematic Universe shifting, not, not just the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Star Wars universe, shifting to the Disney Plus streaming service. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotAllPods. Visit us on our website at NotAllPodcastWearCapes.com. And send us an email, NotAllPods at gmail.com. Also subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. And that was our bonus issue of Not All Podcasts Wear Capes. Not All Podcasts Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production. This issue was edited by Andre 3.0 Marks. T, I don't feel so good.